So, Ethan, what did you think of Star Trek Arrival? Hmm. Yeah, Star Trek Arrival. Um, well, you, I liked it a lot better than the previous week. You had said something last week, though. You had, I had hoped... a hard time with the previous week, as we heard. You, I remember you hoping that maybe they would do something like a, like the movie Arrival and I then that communicate. Yeah, I remember that. So, um, I was glad they actually followed through with it because I was sort of doubting that that would be the case. Right, but I will save my critiques. But I do have, somewhat have a problem with how they went about it. Okay. So we're, of course, discussing the penultimate, one of my favorite words, the penultimate episode of season four of Star, Star Trek Discovery. Directed who directed the first two episodes and the last two episodes of the season. Okay. Written by Kyle Jarrow, some dude who plays in a band new in New York City. New writer? We haven't seen him yet? No, we've seen him. He wrote The Examples. Oh, right, right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we can look forward to next week when Michelle Paradise will pen the finale. So since we're calling more attention to the writers now, do yes. you, not to put you on the spot, do you have a sense of how many writers there are? What are we at? Like, Is it like four or five different writers? Of this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to count Alex Kurtzman because he always is a writer on the f- yeah. first episode. But So let's see. We have Michelle Paradise. Yep. Ann Cofell Saunders, Glenise Mullins, Terry Hughes-Burton, Alan McElroy, Eric J. Robbins, Kyle Jarrow, Brandon Schultz, Carlos Sisko, Sean Corcoran. Wow. I didn't realize the staff was that big. Until Paradise. I didn't realize the staff was that big. But generally, episodes are written by sometimes, I mean, like two people on average, right? I mean, sometimes it's one person, but it's usually two, right? Usually one. Oh, it's There's usually one. One, two, three, f- well, five of the 13 episodes written by two, more than one person. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, because as we've stated, you know, in the past, we're trying to kind of like isolate who the writers are so we can sort of like judge whether or not we're going to be in for a good episode or not. Like, oh, you know, who wrote it this week? Okay. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll be in for a good time, though. And that seems to be sort of not working out that well because we were very high on Terry Hughes Burton. Yeah. After Choose to Live. Right. But after last week, I didn't love it. Now, some of this also is that you know you get assigned the episode you get assigned. That's true. That's true. You can't you can't knock it out of the park every time, even though they think they are. Yeah. So that's something to consider. Yeah. But coming. Nope. Sorry. Species Ten C. Is the name of the episode. Where we you finally... want to have my two big picture issues? Sure. Okay. One, I liked the fact that they had the arrival situation. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the um, the fact that they had to go through the linguistics, figure out the language. Yep. It was a conference room scene in the hangar deck mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And, yep. um, but it was quite well done. But here's my issue. In the you know, the little preview before the episode starts. They brought us back to Kovich saying, no matter what we think about 10C, we are wrong. No matter how we think first contact will go, we are wrong. Yeah. How did he know they were wrong? I, I, ha- I hate it when the show does this. There was no guarantee that it would be wrong. Like, it, they do nothing. When you know nothing, that means it could be 
Right. Completely run of the mill first contact, or it could be a total mess. It just so means. It. I think it just. I mean. It should mean just be cautious. We don't know anything. Just be careful. Don't right. make but assumptions that it's gonna. Are certain. They're certain. Yeah. At least and, it wasn't Michael being certain. But, right, know. but nevertheless, I mean, this is an issue that has gone back, that has plagued the show since the second season. So, people just say things without evidence, and nobody questions, and nobody questions. So, um, I'm at the point now where, like, I can't even... That's just what the show is. Like, I'm, I'm exhausted from just criticizing it, criticizing that aspect of it, because they just keep doing it. Why are we surprised? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and my other issue, this comes back to my idea of how the but show hope they really listen. doesn't commit to things mm-hmm. or sort of halfway does things and never really makes anything happen that has much consequence to it. Yep. So I feel that we got something that we had been expecting and I had discussed a lot. Book finally turns on Tarkin. Yes. Okay. So that's a big deal. However, it is. Go on. He did the right thing only when it was revealed that Tarka's plan was going to kill Discovery, the Ten C, and Earth. Right. So he did the right thing only when there was literally no other option. Right. So if this is a redemption for Book, I think that it's going to be so hollow because. It's such a cop-out. He, he's not risking anything. He's not doing anything brave. He just literally has realized that he's been lied to and everybody's going to die. So now he tries to do something. Right. So I, I, I don't feel any... I don't feel any... Um, you know, any good will toward Book. It's oh, Book finally smartened up and did the right thing. So yeah. that robs this moment of anything that it could have been. Yeah, because I think... See, I thought that Book was going to... I thought what was going to happen is he, he, would, he would try to redeem himself at the last moment. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know that I thought... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very on the fence with the, with the Book situation. Um, I suspected he would do something like this. Do this exact thing. I don't know. I, I'm... I don't, you know, and this episode made me realize that I just don't like Tarka at all. Um, Especially now that he's become the mustache trolling villain in a way. Well, because he's such a, like, like, he's just, he's such an asshole. Yeah. Right? Like, just being a selfish, he's just being a selfish prick. And for his own personal gain. But, like, I... I don't feel like I can't get on board with his motivation. Like I sort of can. I like I sort of get it. But it's I, he's just now so crazed by what he w- needs to do that I feel like his reason for doing it isn't really holding up anymore. I still hate his motivation. Yeah. Because I don't like he, it. I get it. I don't like it. He's trying to make up for the fact that he sold out his friend in right. a situation also with the show not committing that he's, he sold him out in a way that you really can't blame him for. Right. And then he feels he's racked with all this guilt. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, and I was talking to some people on the Trek PBS about this. You know, we were saying, and I think this 
this story, the, that particular storyline is a, is a perfect representation of it, that Discovery needs to do, needs to give us some more compelling secondary stories. Um, I think that this might have started out a bit compelling. Like, I was willing to go along with it. But they just dragged it out. We know the reason. We know the motivation. There was even a point where it seemed like it could have stopped a few weeks ago. Right. And then it didn't, and it just continued. So they just kind of reset it and did it again, even though they made an attempt to get the power source, and they found out, oh, we can't. Now we have to go. We actually have to go to the heart of where this is coming from. So, but it's still, we're still in the same situation. And then also suddenly they're not even important anymore to Discovery having to stop them. But now they are. But now they are, right. But they didn't even question, because at the end of that episode a few weeks ago, they jumped away. Yes. And nobody was like, where did they go? Right, and also, you know, since there's, we're not at all concerned with the rest of the fleet. I mean, certainly the rest of the fleet could have been working on something related right. to that, but that yeah. was important. Um, here's my other issue is now I had talked a lot this season about the potential that Michael has to make this hard choice, which is going to take out book, kill him in order yeah. to save, you know, the Doesn't universe, serve. the galaxy, the yeah. first contact earth, something, the Federation. Now, if she kills, if she blows their ship up, it also is not really a difficult choice for Michael because when the options are blow up the ship or else the 10 seed get die, you die, right. Earth dies. Yep. Like that's, that's not a brave, bold decision. That's just common sense. No. And, and I think that they're robbing this potential very dramatic moment of Michael weighing the options and deciding what she needs to do or book doing the same. Right. They're not going to have any meaning anymore because it's so clear. Well, and we're in the situation now where, where, um, book doesn't even have control of his ship anymore. Taka does. So it's not as if book is now in this situation where like, he's the only one who can stop Taka. Michael, let me do it for you. I'm going to self-destruct my ship. Right. So book can't even, you don't know what they could do him and, Reno are certainly two smart people. Maybe they can right. figure something out. Right. So, I, I mean, I still think we're going to wind up in a situation in the next episode where Book does have to make a choice to sacrifice himself, or, you know, it could be, I mean, it could be he tells Michael, like, you have to fire on my ship. You have to destroy my ship. That's what it will be. You know? The most, yeah. And, and he's the not going to, there's going to be something that's going to keep him prevent him from leaving something's going to keep well, him that's out. the most lame way because yeah. a first you took all the options out for mike because it's literally like i said everybody dies if she doesn't do it and then right. you have book telling her to do it right so it's almost as if she will have no agency in this decision except to, but it would fit in it would fit in with all the decisions prior to that right i mean the choices it would fit in with all the choices prior to that i mean we can either make first contact or destroy the uh the device causing all this damage. It's as you said, there's no there's no medium. There's no like there's no disarming the device and trying to make contact with them appropriately. Right? It's yeah, it's it's, all just, it's, this it's is what too, we have to do it. Why? Because that's right. the way we have to do it. Well it's two it's two extreme ends of the spectrum. There's no middle ground. It's it's either this or this. And both yeah, have great no and both have why those are the only options. Right. And we both have huge it. both have huge it's stakes really and both have hu- both have huge stakes and both have huge consequences. Because that's the show Discovery is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the those are the two big bummers. 
Right. But I think and that's also that I liked better. Those were the two big bummers. And there was a third bummer, really, is the dramatic irony where we know as we're watching them do first contact, we're right. watching things go well, we're watching them build a rapport. And we have the information. We know that Book and Tarka are going to screw it up. Right. So it just puts us in what that situation of just, you know, dreading what's about to happen. Right. Which I don't love that device. That no, device. I, 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 but I think we're kind of in that manufactured drama phase of the whole thing. But. Here's the thing, though. It's not building to some fake battle that doesn't mean anything, like, you know, say with Osira, or... I mean, the battle with Control was kind of... It was building to that, but it just it turned out to be, you know, not that great, but... There's not really that much that needs to be resolved here, right? I mean... Book and Taka have to be stopped, as well as the DMA, and appropriate first contact with the Tensi has to be has to continue, and that's really it, right? Yeah. Well, you all, but you also have that. I mean, you also have that issue with the president helping Book, but like that that sort of rolled into that plot anyway. So, but I I don't feel like there's so much going on. How are they going to be able to resolve this in the across the next fifty minutes or so, right? And I like that we don't have. I mean, I guess the closest we have to the villain is um, Tarka. Right. I mean, it's definitely been refreshing that we don't have like a like a traditional weak Osira type villain. That means but now nothing. He, he is a villain now, though. Certainly. Right. And it's yes. just that he's gotten a backstory, and he's gotten he's not actively seeking to destroy things so I, all right yeah granted it's a better villain i think what they did with him i think what they attempted to do attempted to do with taka but ultimately didn't really succeed at was i mean i'll need you to comment on this since again i like to lean on you for the writing stuff you try to construct a villain that you can sympathize with so you can understand what their motivations are yeah, in a very sort of always the best kind of villains in a very sort of compelling way and, and also, I, they kept him in this gray area between, is he really a villain? Is he just having a different right, idea? So, right. that was pretty good. So, but I don't think that they managed, not with me anyway, I don't think they managed to succeed in making him very compelling. I think he was compelling in the beginning. Yeah, the more we found out, the but less it didn't really, as time went on, I was just get, I was sort of just getting sick of him. Right? Like, in some strange way, it kind of feels like, did you maybe introduce him into the show a little too early? Right. I you thought know? it was neat that we got to know him as a scientist working with them. I just thought yeah. he said, when he talked about losing people, and you don't know the grief that I have, that was so much more interesting than when we saw the backstory and right. just some guy he just met. Right. Which is, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But I liked imagining better than seeing it yeah i mean and you know we would our major complaint last season was show me don't tell me and that's you want them to tell me not show me <laughs> in this case 
That's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah. maybe it's because when I saw it and when they showed me, I didn't like what they showed me. Well, because it's not very, it's not very deep. It's not very rich, right? right? You think so of his family or his, you know, his people were wiped out or something big. Not. I turned in some guy to some bad people, and I feel really bad right. about it. Right. That's the sort nice. of thing. That's the sort of thing that you can hand wave in a way, right? You, what you can't hand wave is, oh, we defeated Osira and the entire Emerald Chain fell. Right? Yeah, like, you can't just, right. you know, like, with that scene, like, like, with that moment specifically with Osira, like, I was thinking, like, you know, the Emerald Chain fell, and I'm thinking, like, you know, can we get, like, a montage, like, at the end of Return of the Jedi when you're seeing all these planets, you know, pulling the statue down and, like, seeing everybody celebrate, like, something like that. Can we just get something like that? That would have been enough. That would have been fine. Right. Because at least... I, my head was still spinning because I just learned that the Emerald Chain was a society, not a criminal gang. Right, we had learned about that. So yeah, right. Was which was another. About this. Like, which was another. Science institute. Right. Still have funding. Well, and we're still asking, and I'm and I'm still asking that question because right. even though the Emerald Chain no longer exists, the show was still teaching us things about them. Right, and not, I don't see any Orions, any new members from the former. Well, we did in well, the we're working on new members in the Starfleet Academy together. in the Starfleet Academy episode we did. There was one Orion. Remember that? Yeah, that, um, that's true. That's but, true. That was good. That was good. We're getting a sense of and see, and that was compelling because you're seeing like who is that generation that came after the Emerald Chain? Oh, he's an Orion. Oh, he's being associated with. Oh, but I'm not part of the Emerald Chain. They don't exist anymore. But you're painting me as being part of the Emerald Chain because I'm Orion. Right. right? Yeah. Which was interesting. There are people resistors within. Correct. The, Autocracy. But with the Taka storyline, you know, he's saying he was under the uh, under the sword of the Emerald Chain in that, you know, in that prison. Which, okay, you, we're, you're learning, we're learning about this, but like, you know, maybe, maybe they could have introduced him as we learned about the Emerald Chain last season. Maybe we could have seen him last season. Right? Yeah. If we, but I mean, that's not that's semantics at that point. I'm sure yeah. I, I still would have found something to complain about at that time anyway. Well, we, like, we already had a scientist that we met last season too, which is the crazy thing. Right. But yeah, they wanted to go a different, a different, uh, a different way. But I, but you know, to be fair, I would have found something then to complain about too. Well, who's this person? He's not amounting to anything. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about the fact that uh, talk about just things that we don't need? I guess I am being harsh on this one. What can you do? Book's well, name is not a name; it's a title, and it's built on trust. I, I mean, I, I have like no thoughts on that. To tell you the truth, right. yeah. Yeah. Why are we getting this? Well, I think here's the thing. I think that you and I like this episode, but we sort of like it in the concept of it, right? It's these smaller things that don't really have any, anything to do with this 10C plot that we're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, like, I dislike everything yeah. except for them directly interacting with the Tensei. And this is my problem. I mean, this has been the issue I've had with the last couple of episodes. Can we just stay focused on the Tensei? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the show, and I, and I get it. I mean, you've got two plots going on, and you have to do both. That's fine. But I, I mean, I just am not invested in the other storyline at all because it's just, it's worn itself thin. It's out, it's, it's weared out its welcome. It's worn out its welcome with me. Like, okay, and book, followed, they need... Yeah. It's followed the same pattern twice now, where they're two separate stories, but you know they're coming together and they're headed for a collision, and then they do, 
and then they go apart, and then it's again, whoa, it's happening again, right. and then they come back together. Right. How many, once was fine. Just either do it at the beginning, middle, or do it at the end, but don't do it both. Yeah, and, and so I'm, I'm not invested in that plot anymore. Um, I was for a little while when it began, but now it's just being, now it's just being, like the other stuff, has, been, just, has just been needlessly, I think, dragged out. Which is my major criticism of this season, right? I mean, we started off good in the first half, but now they're just, it's just dragging. And that's just not my opinion. I mean, that's not just my opinion. I'm seeing that a lot on the Trek BBS as well. Everyone is in total agreement that the season is just, it's, it's, it's cool, like it's intriguing, but like there's an impatience. It's dragging. It's just, can we just get on with this? Please. Like you're just, you're needlessly dangling the carrot in front of me. And for what reason? Just come on. Let's just do this. Yeah. And the big bummer is that the book story takes us away from the main story that we're really liking, which is the contact. Right. I mean, I. Again, I'm into the 10C story because it's, you know, this, when they're focusing on the 10C in this episode, it felt like really genuine science fiction, right? I mean, have you noticed how there hasn't really even been much shooting this season, right? So they're doing this genuine science fiction plot of them trying to communicate with a species that is so beyond who human, that is just so beyond them technologically, you know, communication-wise, everything. And that's interesting. I like that. But you're now interspersing these scenes of another plot that's going on in parallel that I just don't give a shit about. So you're taking me out of, you're taking me out of the uh, the plot that I'm very interested in, and I don't like when they do that. I really don't like when they do that. Yeah, but this is what it is. I mean, it's coming down to a showdown, right? Between the Ten C, Discovery, and Tarka Book Reno. Yep. Yeah. I, I would I would maybe maybe draw some parallel to this with season one of Picard because I was losing interest in the in the plot that was taking place on the Borg Cube. Uh-huh. That was taking me out of it. And I was like, eh, every time they cut to that, I was like, oh right, this. So in a very similar in a very similar fashion. But But I think were we more satisfied when those plots came together though? Yeah, I, I think tell one, I'm not saying only tell one story. I just think that try to have an equally compelling story. And this is just all my opinion. I mean, there may be some people out there who like the other who like the other story. Um, and if there's anybody in our Twitch chat who, you know, feels differently, you know, definitely right, if comment. Right, you think we're talking yeah. nonsense, let us know. Yeah, so, that's, but that's just my personal take. But anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Earth General is now on Team uh, Tarka. Yep. Do we expect consequences, or is this going to be another um, case of the? I'm 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 not. I'm not that. sure where they're going with this, um, because I don't really see what she can do here. It's not like she has a fleet of Earth ships at her disposal who could stop this at any moment, right? No, but she certainly has breached the trust of right um, the the Federation. True, but 
am I supposed to think that she... Am I supposed to look at her with this and think that she is a... A threat to the situation right now? Like, what am I supposed to... What I guess my question is, what am I supposed to be afraid of with her right now? What's she's already done the worst thing she can do. Yeah. Which is allow them to... Um, vent and destroy the, uh, you know, pierce the bubble and escape. Yeah. Which then sets off the 10C. Right. I think that was the biggest thing she could do, and she did it. Right. So do you think she'll be found out? Do you think that will be something that will be picked up? Do you think it matters? Just at the plot point. I think she will. I mean, or it could be that she's like, oh, I did it on purpose to expose him or something like that. No. But I don't know. I'm... I'm very indifferent. I'm very indifferent on that, on that, on that plot, on that, on that thread. Um, I do think you and I talked about this at the, at the beginning of the season. Are we are we approaching Earth's re-entry into the Federation? Well, it's threatening Earth now, of course. Right. Yeah. I guess. I don't even or, want Earth after what just happened. Or well, well, so or is the other thing that President Andoya, General Andoya, is so like becomes so batshit crazy that they elect somebody else to run Earth, and now Earth rejoins the Federation. Right, or she got so rogue that that or, leaders of Earth will say, oh, we, we distance ourselves from her actions, that was terrible. Yeah, because they did plant that seed at the beginning of the season where the, when the, when the president of the Federation was talking to her and Michael approaches the president of the Federation and says, you want Earth to rejoin the Federation, don't you? And, you know, to paraphrase, she says, yes, I'd like that very much. So I think, you know, I, I, I hesitate to say... Because this is discovery, so I hesitate to say, you know, you don't say a line like that for no reason. But uh, in this case, I think it actually did mean something, and I think that that's where we're headed. I think we are headed for a uh, rejoining of the Fed- of Earth into the Federation um, at this point. How that happens? Is it General Endoya who does it? I have no idea. But right. um, I kind of feel like that isn't a hurdle to um, have to worry about. I just think that that's... I think we are going to end up there. I think we're going to wind up there when the season comes to a close next week. And that'll be hand-waved. It'll be like in Michael's closing log entry or something like that, I bet. Right, because I was going to say, you know, you talked about how you don't, you're not worried it's going to run out of time. Right. But given the pace the show is used to, one yeah. episode does seem like a lot to resolve the book Michael situation... Yeah. Uh, you think so? You think? Figure things out with the 10C and then bring Earth back. You think so? You think we're running low on time with the show? One episode? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on what they want to do. Yeah. Because you well, got to think. We're yeah. going to have a bunch of base ship stuff <laughs> with Tarka and Discovery, right? Right. He's hurdle. He's racing toward the power source. There'll be now, a little pew-pew action going on, I'm sure. Discovery's got to stop them from getting to the power source, which is why when the 10C seems super powerful. Right. I guess. Then you got to have a dramatic moment. Then you got to have spend some time on Book and Reno, you know, trying right. to figure something out. 
Well, you're also Michael come to a moment of what do I do? What do I do? Can I do this? When you're also going to have to, you're also going to have to deal with the the book situation because they ten C stopped communicating with them in the middle of it because that's because book and Taco went crazy. So they're going to have to do some. They're going to have to do some damage control with Ten C probably. Right. So first you got to take care of the book and Tarka. Then you got to do yeah. damage control with Ten C. Right. Then you got to actually figure something out with Ten C. Right. And when you think that you got to do all the ship stuff, and then they're going to have to do some kind of heart to heart with Michael and Book. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not too worried about the DMA being close to Earth because I just feel like oh they'll just shut it off. Or something. Yeah, once they understood that it was bad. Yeah, that just once they can convince them that Tarka is, an, is just an asshole who doesn't speak for them. That that particular threat, I think, is just implied. That once they succeed in communicating with the Ten C, then okay, we'll turn it off. Sorry about that. Yes, and if they can so immediately replace it, they can clearly immediately right. withdraw it. So I think the sort of communication hurdle, I think, is going to have to be Michael and the diplomats trying to sort of figure out how to tell the 10C, like, oh, no, like, they're not with us. They're not with us. They're not, you know, and the ten, and, and the 10C may not see a difference because, you know, they are of the same species or, like, you know, the same type of, not the same exact species, but, you know, they are humanoid like the rest of them. So maybe right. the 10C won't be able to really differentiate. And so, Michael, they're going to have to somehow figure out how to explain this to the 10C. Explain that situation to them, so they don't anger. So they don't get angry and then destroy Earth. Exactly. Yeah. It certainly doesn't seem like Tarka's bookship would actually be much of a threat to the Tensei. No, but I, I, I mean, he. But they were able to destroy the power source last time. So. Right, but I mean, I don't know. I could just see them. Couldn't they just put a, a little orb around their ship and just? Yeah, no, it's interesting. Like, how do you, how, yeah, because you're thinking to yourself, like, well, how are they, yeah, because if, if species sensei is as powerful as we're led to believe, what exactly, what exact, what threat do they, does, do they pose to the tensei? Yeah, I get what you're saying. They grabbed Discovery with a little blur, little bloop thing came out. Right. Them, they, I would think they could do that. Because they, yeah. they can't vent the nacelles. They don't have the nacelles of Discovery right. on Bookship. Right. Maybe so. There's that. But I will say, I mean, I do like that we're sort of that the show is depicting a kind of, um, you know, diplomatic crisis rather than it being a sort of, again, you know, battle space battle that doesn't really mean anything, like a hollow space battle that doesn't act, that doesn't actually mean anything. That's not going to have any consequences. So right. Yeah. And plus, you do have emotional stakes in this because whatever happens, even though, as I said, they've they pushed they pushed it so yeah. far that there's really no choice except sort of take out the ship. But at least right. there's also an emotional story there between Mike, Michael, and Book. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not to say that I wasn't before, um, but I'm on board. I mean, I'm on board with sort of the the drama of the moment. Right of I mean we've seen the story countless times of something about to destroy Earth, right? But I think it's because, for me, I'm totally on board with it because we're dealing with a species who we know nothing about. They're totally new. They, again, you know, technologically are so far beyond humanoids in the galaxy. 
they could they seem to be able to do anything there's still there's a lot of there's so many unknowns about them mm-hmm. so how to especially like how to properly communicate with them how they're going to do this damage control so i'm very much on board actually you know and i think really in the show's four seasons i feel like this is really the first time i'm on board with the stakes of the moment you know, I wouldn't say hugely, but they're telling a story that I'm finding very compelling, that I'm very interested in. I mean, I know they're going to play it safe and we know how it's going to turn out, right? But nevertheless, I'm still on board with the drama of this, of the moment, of this plot, of what sort of hangs in the balance. I am on board with that. Me too. And the fact yeah. that it comes down to communication. And I do have to give them great credit. Yeah. I didn't like the way they went about discovering it in the first place, but yeah, the what I said, yeah. Oh yeah, the um, the pheromone language was actually well, very well done and interesting and and made sense. So that was good. I didn't like the fact that it was again like new. The answer was on that planet, but it it's it's yeah, it's very effective. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about how, while they've made some improvements, the show still suffers from the issues of, like we were saying at the top of the show, you know, people knowing things without really providing any evidence. Nobody asking the proper questions, right? So I think that if the show is going to continue down this road and be telling us better stories, great. But you also need to... There's still some tightening up of the writing. There's still some cleaning up of the writing. That right. has, but that has they were to be working done. working out the language. Yes. That conversation where you saw people asking questions, thinking yes. out loud. Yes. was great. No one Absolutely. just said, this is what we got to do. Right. It was, that was fantastic. Well, well Absolutely. Done. Good job, Kyle. Is that his name? Kyle, Kyle Jarrow. Jarrow. Well So, I don't know. I mean, I definitely feel like an hour is enough time next week to resolve everything that needs to be resolved. Because I feel like there's sort of a cascade with it, right? That once you resolve this, then it's going to just lead right into this, 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 and this. Like I said, the, the, the general of Earth stuff, while you may say, well, we got to deal with that, that's just going to feed into the book to the book plot anyway. That's going to get right. folded. That's going to get folded into that plot. Right. right? The, yeah, the novel that will explain all the Yeah. Aspects. Yeah, exactly. So... Which is why I do think that uh, Game of Thrones in many of their seasons had the best formula, which was you have the penultimate episode is when whatever the big showdown takes place. And then the last episode, you sort of deal with the, the fallout from it. Right. They did now, it a few seasons and it was, it was a great choice. Now, but it does. So I watched the. I did watch the trailer for the for next week that came out. I have not. Yeah. So we should actually do that. Um, do it. Yeah. Um, because there is some stuff, interesting stuff. I think that's going on in that trailer, particularly particularly using the Vulcan. Not Vulcan, the um, the president of Navarre. Um, 
she, she um mind meld with a 10c she it look based on the trailer it looks like she's going to actually well they yeah done that in the first place, yeah which i think would actually be a really great use of um of her it certainly right. would be a great way to get through to the um communication bit yeah yeah brilliant brilliant let's do it okay so Bear with me while I find this for you. Here we go. So the um, season finale is called Coming Home. All right. So I will drop this in the Twitch chat if anybody else would like to watch it alongside with us. Mm -hmm. And... Just give us one minute, and we're going to watch this, and we will be back shortly. All right. So, we just, so we're just back from watching the trailer for next week, for the finale. Um, so the biggest standout, of course, is <laughs> Tilly's back. She's with the Admiral Vance, and mm -hmm. it looks like things are going very badly. Which um, they must in the season finale of Discovery, right? They always have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I I know that you and I were sort of disappointed that they got rid of Tilly for a little while, but I kind of forgot about her <laughs> in some <laughs> odd way. I was like, all right, Tilly. Well, right. But, I mean, it's interesting. We should mention that. we She did come up in our discussion of the both she did, well you, you were the yeah and you kept bringing her up and i was just like yeah okay well here's the thing yeah. the, why i think tilly is so interesting in discovery is because she has a very distinct personality which a lot right. of the characters on discovery do not they're just sort of serious right right and so she had that kind of very much like uh gerardi sort of anxious and talks too much and right. kind of starts talking and doesn't can't shut up and I, I just, you know, she's, she's, she has a personality which is refreshing in the show. We were talking during our, yeah, because we were talking during our Picard recording yesterday, um, how the cast of Picard is so strong, and one of the reasons why we find them to be so strong is that they all have distinct personalities, and Discovery doesn't seem to have that. Everybody, everybody sort of gives off the same vibe, mostly. We had two Ex that had distinct personalities. Giorgio. Yeah. Giorgio. And Tilly. And Tilly. And and, yeah. So. Um, I used to have a vibe of an asshole. And then. Yep. I mean, it's just like yeah. nice and serious like everybody else. So you kind of got rid of Tilly for a few weeks. And now she's back. And while you kept mentioning it. I'm like, why did they get rid of Tilly? Why did they and, you know, I was sort of just going along with what you were saying. Not that I wasn't listening to you. But then when I saw her again in the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Tilly. Tilly. Like, I just, I don't know why. I just forgot about her. Yeah. Um, that was, which is sad she because she's been on the show since the beginning. Well recently. Which what? She hadn't been used very well in recent seasons. No. And I, I'm. Is that she sort of lost her personality. I think it's because if you remember the first season, she was a cadet. Yeah. And she had, you know what she, I, I don't know if I ever said this. You know what she was in the first season? She was Lower Decks. Yeah, yeah. Right? She would fit in on Lower Decks, that's true. Um, 
and I mean, and by that, by extension, even Michael was when Michael first came on board. But um, Wesley Crusher. But she had like that awkwardness, and I liked that interplay between her and Michael, with Michael sort of training her on how she should, you know, on how to best move up and everything. Like I liked the, I, that relationship; I really, really enjoyed. And but but once Michael got her rank back, that kind of fell fell off. That kind of fell by the wayside. And yeah, we just Tilly, were reminded that they were best friends, but we never right, really knew why. Right. So I miss. I would say it isn't that I necessarily miss Tilly. I think I miss Cadet Tilly. Yeah, I think that. But I didn't like that what they did with her when she sort of became a teacher, and you know. Certainly, yeah. you, your character can still have the same personality. Girardi sir, is certainly an accomplished character, science-wise, but she still right. is a anxious, but nervous, I think, funny character. I think where they were going with that, if I had to spin a theory, I think where they were going with that with Tilly was Michael used to be her teacher, and now Tilly can dispense that info onto some onto some other cadets because she was once in that position. The problem is that happened like three seasons ago and Tilly, and again, they hadn't continued that into season two. So it wasn't like this is something that, it wasn't like we have three years of this in the background. It wasn't like we have three years of this behind Tilly, right? It was something they did in the first season with her and Michael and then stopped. So it doesn't feel like that is earned with her right now this season. Like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to help cadets. Because Michael helped me with that. I mean, these weren't lines that she said. But yeah. the impact of that, I think, is 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 less because we hadn't yeah. seen enough of that. In fairness, though, I do think that we got more of a story arc than we're used to in this show. Where it, like first Tilly was having trouble identifying her place. Then she tried some other different roles. You didn't really yep. like them. And then she fell into this teaching situation and found she was actually very good at it. So that's we did. Right. So it, I, I like... I like the, no, you're exactly right. And what, and what I said, my sort of, you know, mini TED talk there, mm -hmm. that's probably not why they did it. Right? I mean, I'm just... I'm just drawing to... I'm just drawing... I'm just reaching back to something that they did in season one with her and Michael. Is that the reason right. why they did it this time? I doubt it. But I think, in my opinion, had they did that, did that a little bit more in the past with Michael and Tilly, maybe this would have meant just a little bit more. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's a bad choice. I think there would have been a little bit more meaning behind it. But I don't disagree with you. There was a beginning, a middle, and an end to that. So, um, but I'm glad that based on what we're seeing in this trailer that the president of Navarre does seem to be mind melting with 10C. So, I think you that's good. I, I didn't see that. Well, she's like putting her hands up against the window and she's like, I'm being contacted. So it seems like there's some sort of no, yeah, you're right, you're right. mind meld-ish type of thing situation going on. Yeah. So do you think there's a point where something terrible is happening? I was wondering what was happening when they said things are going bad when, when Chile was with Vance. Uh, they're going right. to look to us for safety. I wonder if, do they 
not stop Tarka? Does, do they, does some destruction start to happen and then the mind meld happens and stops it? I think... It looks like it'll be interesting. Yeah, like, did they... Did the results of... Did sort of what happened at the end of last week... Did it send Species 10C onto a rage? And now they're doing it? Or is maybe it's just... It could just be something as simple as, oh, time's running out, guys. we got to hurry this up. Right? Um... I'm envisioning us being in a situation where they are going to have to very quickly sort of fasten this message to them as they're like in the process of like leveling these planets near Earth. And now they're getting towards Earth. So I think they're going to have to like be work. They're going to be like fast tracking all of this stuff. You know they are at the very last second, up until the last mm. second. Yeah. And they're going to get back to Starfleet. They're going to save the day, of course. And, you know, we may get another speech from Vance saying "What did he, something to the effect of last, what he said to Michael last season. And, you know, the Earth General is going to be like, you know, you saved us. You saved Earth. We owe you so yeah. much. And then there's going to be a scene with Michael and the President one-on-one. -on -one. The President's going to be like, oh, you know, you passed the, you passed the Kobayashi Maru or something like that. Or you've earned I my told trust you not or something. To take wild swings and you did anyway right. and it worked out. Exactly. And cool. then she's gonna say, and by the way, Earth rejoined the Federation. Like you and your wild swings of the pendulum. I think it's going to tie back to that conversation between Michael and the president that we saw in the first episode. But wow. Well, I think the show was going to here's the thing. It's going to be wrong, because I think the show was going to think <laughs> that Michael didn't take any huge swings, when that's kind of all she did in the last half of this season. Yeah. But the show is going to tell us she didn't, even though she did. Okay. And so she's going to earn, and the president's going to, like, you know, say, you have my full confidence, you have, you know. Um, I remember I did have this wild theory in the beginning of the show, of the season, where... Do you remember I speculated is it possible Michael could become the president of the Federation at some point? Yes, we did speculate that. I don't yeah. think that's true anymore, do you? I don't know. I don't know. I think... I still think it is. Because the president's actually not the president anymore. Remember she stepped down and turned all of his duties over to the vice president. So there's still no president right now. Would it be too absurd to think that they hand the presidency over to Michael at the end of the season. And then we get Star Trek Discovery, the West Wing. I hope, oh, well that would be okay, but I hope not. Yeah. yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you probably like that, but you'd like it more if it was written by Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Yeah. Not I with these, really like not the West with, Wing. not with the, you what? I do really like the West Wing. Yeah, I never watched it. Um, so, I just, I know this show well, and I know that, I just feel like I know what I'm going to, I don't, it may not, here's the thing, those scenes may not play out exactly as I say, but I feel like I'm going to be pretty, I feel like I'm going to be pretty close. Yeah, I, I think so, I mean, yeah, but you're not generally surprised. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's interesting, I'm in this place where I kind of just feel like, my feeling is sort of, all right, let's just get this over with. Right. 
you know, please. Like when you're watching a movie and you don't quite like it and you're watching it at home and you think like, I could just go on the Wikipedia and read the plot real quick and turn this off. Well, I said to you if, uh, either last week, the week before last, or I think it was last week when we were sort of like tooling on the last episode. I said, we don't seem to really learn anything until the last few minutes. And I said, I feel like I could just skip the episode and only tune in for the last 15 minutes and I'm, and I'm fine and I'm caught up and I'm fine. Right. But, um, but I'm glad I didn't do that because I did enjoy this one. There were just those small things that, that grind at me, but I think also, um, you and I are extremely enthusiastic about this new season of Picard. And I think that's where sort of our minds are right now. I think that knowing that we're getting a high quality Trek show out there, we're kind of like looking at this one going, I feel like we're being less, if this were the only, if this were still the only Trek show on, I feel like we'd be more angry at this. But the fact that we know there's other good Trek out there that's that has come and is coming, and is c currently going on, I'm a little less worried about whether like this is impressing me or not. I think with good reason, season two, and you know we were just coming off of Lower Deck season one when season three premiered, but. I'm I am not go even if this season was awful. Okay, if this season turned out to be like season 3 did, I don't right. know that I would necessarily be constantly reviewing it and saying how much I hated it months from now like I'd been doing with season 3 and then even season 2 because I know there's superior tr trek shows out there that I can just right. watch. Yeah. I can see that, yeah, I, I can see us, if it was like that again, I can see us moving the, pod, the Gisco podcast every other week. Right. Because I don't know if we could handle it. Well, I mean, I said to you at the end of last season that season four is, I'm giving them, the, it's, a, it's, like, it's like their last chance. And if they, you know, fuck up or something and like royally, I'm out, I'm out. Right. And the specific example I cited, I remember was if they, if Michael, because Michael was, given the captaincy at the end of last season and I said if they take it away from her like two episodes in I'm done <laughs> right um, yeah. luckily that didn't I was afraid that they were heading in that direction in the first episode and that scene with the president but um, mm -hmm. no and you know when we get to they I'm, could have though when, when she screwed up and they destroyed the the DMA of course yeah, because you were like... You should have taken away the captain's thing. Oh, God. I loved our recording of that episode because you were like, somebody should have been in trouble. Somebody had to get yelled at, and nobody did. It's remarkable. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Um, that still bugs me a lot. They literally said, like, all right, here's the one thing that you cannot allow to happen. Right. And, they, and it happened, and then no one ever heard a word about somebody it. Somebody should have gotten in trouble. But it's fine. It's fine. I mean... I'm going to regurgitate a lot of this when we do our season wrap-up in a couple of weeks, but I will continue to say it, that at the moment, anyway, it was the, it is the best season of the show. It is the best season of the show, so far. Yeah, except... 
the best half season of the show is the first half of the first season. Absolutely right. Absolutely <laughs> correct. Yes. But we're talking whole season. We are. So I have one more thing to add, um, not pertaining to Discovery. So to one of our news items yesterday. So uh, when we were talking about the episode of during our recording yesterday, we had been talking about the news that broke with Strange New Worlds that everybody by now knows that James T. Kirk is going to be in season two of Strange New Worlds. And you and I were sitting here scratching our heads saying, why would they announce that? We don't get it. You know, never mind the creative decision for a second. But it seems like an odd thing to announce. So I did some digging yesterday after we were yeah. recording. And I'd found out that the reason why that announcement came was because there was actually a lot of leaks that came out that day. Like it was all over Twitter. It was all over TikTok. Like because they were because what's happening is they're filming scenes with Kirk out in Toronto, like literally on the streets. And right. everybody was recording it with their phone and posting it to TikTok, posting it to, you know, probably YouTube. Here's my question. On Twitter. Here's just, here's so just a question, though. Paramount Let's was say you saw you you stumble on a Star Trek filming site, right? You see yeah. that guy walk by you. Are you right. going to think, oh, my God, that's Kirk? That's the question I have. I don't know how that... I think there had also no. been some rumors that Kirk was supposed to appear, but I wasn't... I no wasn't one would ever think that that was Kirk. So the feeling, I think the, the idea was, and I don't think we're ever going to know this, that Paramount... Actually, I don't even know... Like, Paramount made the announcement be, because they were, like, just doing damage control. Right. Yeah, like, and I think we'll, that rather than a crappy picture of him on the street, let's get our own picture out that looks right. good. Like I don't think, I don't think any of those leaks were saying like, oh look, it's James T. Kirk. Right. I think they right. were just filming it, and then Paramount. And I think it was Paramount's decision to just say, let's just announce the fucking thing. Oh, it'll give us some good press for season two, I guess, even though we haven't for the show because we haven't seen season one yet. So yeah. yeah so bizarre it's it's bizarre. Absolutely. Uh, somebody had commented. Um, they had said, you know. It's odd that, I think you said this yesterday too, that he looks, he actually looks more like Jeffrey Hunter than Anson Mount does. You did say that, so I saw somebody else say that too. Yeah, he looks more like a Jeffrey Hunter type, which is right. not good. It just means handsome, like, a, like right. a, just a, like a handsome mannequin. But I was reading, I was reading comments on the Trek BBS, and I was getting a little angry at the comments I was reading. Because, of course, all these assumptions are now being made. Why, why is he on the show? What are they doing? And some people were even postulating, like, oh my god, like, is Anson Mount leaving the show and they're just going to hastily bring in Captain Kirk and just do... And I'm like, no. That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Anson Mount was well aware of the outpouring of support for Captain Pike. He knew how badly people wanted to do this, how people wanted the show. They loved his performance as a character. To have him leave after one season, in my opinion, is fucking absurd. One thing I've read that he, he I've read one thing. He hates commu having to commute to film the show. Oh yeah, like he wants to be with his family. Like you don't just it just no. I I don't I do not believe <laughs> I do not believe no. a word of that. I just I don't. I do not believe a word of that. He okay. He's commuting. He Where does he live? I mean, he li they they film it in Toronto, and I mean, he's he's I don't know if he lives up there full time, but he def he surely does when they when they're filming it, 
right? Well, right, but if that's not where you want to live. Right. But that whole thing sounds absurd to me. Like, I can't imagine him bailing on the show after one season. I mean, that would be strange. Unless he and, really hates the commute so much. But that just seems like... And it would be New Worlds. It seems very strange, doesn't it? Yeah. Reason for cancellation. Anson Mount hates commuting. <laughs> so you know what you do? You you use that actor, Paul Wesley, to play Captain Pike. Because he looks more like Jeffrey Hunter than Anson Mount does. <laughs> Fuck James yeah. T. Kirk. Anson Mount can play Captain Kirk. <laughs> right. <laughs> that won't confuse anybody. Just, yeah, just swap him around. So... Again, you know, nevertheless, creatively, I think it's still a weird choice to introduce him so early, but like, we don't know the circumstances. We won't know for a while, so I'm just going to file it away and worry about it when season two gets here. I'm more interested in seeing season one at this point. Oh, shoot. Sorry, but he lives in New York City, so actually that makes sense. Anson Mountos. <laughs> Hmm? Anson Mount does. Yes, well, according to the Tennessean. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> but you know. So you, you, I mean that is that is quite a commute. Let's go the other side of the country. But you know what it is. You join a show with the understanding that you're going to have to commute. Yeah, yeah. If you want to live in New York, be on Law and Order. People can't be on Star Trek. People are reaching at this point. It's like he, he's not. He's not leaving the show. He's not leaving the show, people. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> He's not leaving the show. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add before we close? Well, okay, only this. That I, I Whenever I type in a celebrity's name and I'm trying to find out something about them, I always find it very strange that the first thing that pops up is net worth. <laughs> like there are a lot of people out there that are just right. dying to know. Well, how much they're money never they're never correct anyway. Have. They're never correct anyway. I, I never clicked on them ever because it's mm. never crossed my mind if I want to find out. Methyl, <laughs> not quite related, but yeah. Well, that'll do it this week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Anybody on our Twitch channel, it's always appreciated, and definitely share this with your friends. You can tweet us at Star Trek. Your enemies. You can tweet us at Star Trek We Trust, and you can follow us on Instagram at In Star Trek We Trust Podcast. We would love to hear from you. And until love then, love might be a strong word. We love will. We would enjoy. We would appreciate. We hear to hear from you. So until then, we'll be back next week to discuss episode three of Star Trek Picard, and then the season finale of Star Trek Discovery. So until then, peace out, everybody. <laughs>